0: The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. My name is Nico Hayes. <laughs> and Lana, today you'll be Lano. Oh,
0: all right. Lano Hill. Lano Hill. Lano
1: Hill. Because <laughs> you know why. Why? Because we're talking to the great Timbo.
0: Oh. Timbo <laughs> Reed. <laughs> small, small
1: business, big marketing. Timbo, welcome to the show.
2: Could it get any more Australian? Is is Tomo and Waino joining us or are they predisposed? Nah, we we
0: couldn't get them on, Timbo. There's Uh, (laughs)
2: there's
1: enough Australian. Whoever they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're very busy and important.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't get more. Well, hello, guys. Hello, Tim. Tim, um, mate. Thanks for coming on to the Experts Podcast. It's um, You do have one of Australia's biggest podcasts, biggest marketing podcasts out there, the, the small business, big marketing. You've been doing it longer than anyone else has been doing it. But the big question is, Tim, why?
2: Why do you do why? it? <laughs> I once looked Nico and Lano through my family tree because I was intrigued. I'm quite a curious character and I was intrigued – why I had this deep respect for business owners, particularly small business owners. And what occurred to me was that there are no employers in my family tree. They're all Uh, employees. uh. Uh, In fact, I am one of the first employers. And I'm not even that. I'm just a business owner for many generations. So um, it's just an incredibly deep respect. And I also worked. Um, sort of in the top end of town in advertising for many years, which served me well. But what I found too was that when I came across or when a small business owner came across me, maybe at a networking event or a function or a conference, and they found that I was in advertising, they had a lot of questions for me, and they were very responsive in acting on any advice I would give them, which was very unusual because in corporate, you know, you just have meeting. You don't do any <laughs> acting. You just, you just go and meet.
0: Ain't that the and,
2: truth? And I really love that. I I, lo- I just love small business owners. I think if you are listening, you are courageous. You are brave. You are you're just awesome. And I like to think that I, in my little podcast with the Small Business Big Marketing Show, give them a little nudge along the way.
1: I love it. I love it. You really do. And I think, Tim, one of the things that when you meet you in person, not just your height is quite dominating. <laughs> um, I, I'm six foot two. The, I, I feel like a midget compared to sitting next <laughs> to Tim <laughs> or standing next to Tim. But your passion and energy, It not only do you, you reflect that and push that out in real life, you, you can feel it in your podcast. Where does that mm. passion and energy come
2: from? Oh, well, thank you. Um, I, I, look, you know, one of the things about being in the media or creating media, like I have with the podcast, is that I think in order to be successful, you've got to be yourself. And I say this to my kids: like, you know, guys, don't lie, because then you've got to remember what you said. <laughs> and it's the same as just like, it's just you just be yourself because it's hard being someone else. So um, I, I guess it's just it's just who I am. Although if you were to meet me over coffee, I'm actually quite demure. Um, but you know, there, there is a side of me that I amp up when I'm either on stage or behind a microphone and it's just an energy that comes because I'm excited by what I'm doing. And I am also happy that I have it because I actually don't think the Small Business Big Marketing Show is the best marketing podcast out there. However, I think its success is due to the fact that if you listen in, you will be educated around marketing but you're going to be entertained at the same time and I've sort of I, I, I'm proud that I found that intersection where I can't educate 100% of the time because I would bore the pants off you and I can't I can't entertain you 100% of the time because I'm not a stand-up comedian but I can combine both and there's a really nice sweet spot there that that energy allows me to create.
1: You do it beautifully. How, how many episodes are we up to now?
2: 439 as of, as of today. Um, and I've just tried to do it. It's 12 years old. I've just tried to try. I, I, I've been very consistent the last few years where I put out an episode every Tuesday. Um, there were times when I didn't do that and there are learnings from that, you know. I think if you do create media, if you create content, like I do, then you just got to set an expectation with your audience and honor that because then they expect something and you deliver it and you build trust.
0: Yeah, I think that works really well. That We're a Tuesday podcast too, aren't we, Nick Hayes? Are
1: we competing with, oh God, what have we done? Yeah, that's probably a silly move. <laughs> is, that, is that where we've been falling uh, over? It,
0: it is. Um, I want to ask you, Tim, when you, you know, obviously you've had an enormous amount of guests and, you know, hats off, that's a, a massive achievement getting to 400s. Um, how, what does that process look like? Do you just look at who you want to talk to or do people approach mm. you? How, how does that unfold?
2: Both Lana, um, I now, I suppose, uh, in the early days, you know, you were just scrambling to uh, find <laughs> guests because yep. you didn't have an audience, and you really had nothing of value to add. However, um, I found that an email—if I, ca- I and I still do—I still do this today. If I come across a business that I go, "Wow, that's interesting," yeah. or there's a particular question that business raises in my mind, then I find who the owner is. Via LinkedIn or somehow, and then I send them an email, and the subject line says, An interview request, dot, dot, dot. And it plays to the human ego, which is <laughs> I, I love talking about myself, my, uh, me, me, and everyone else. Yeah, well played. And, um, and so, you know, you generally get a response. The other thing is, you know, once you establish yourself and you've got a few runs on the board, um, and you've been around a while, then obviously you get a lot of emails every day from, um, publicity firms of which some are great, some are terrible, and that's forced me to create a page hidden on my website, which is Guest Criteria, which I then, you know, um, probably 80% of the time I politely decline and say, here's why, and I send them that page,
0: um, Ah.
2: and it just seems to work. But then, then over the course of time, you establish relations with some publicists who understand who it is I want to interview, and they put up great guests. But the ones I love the most, Lana, are the ones where I'm driving along or I'm flicking through the internet or some, you know, or someone says something. Um, I'll give you an example. Like, um, my son Jack, and this is a, this is a few years old now, this story, but, uh, my son Jack once yelled out on a Sunday, said, Hey, dad, um, did you know you can go to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean and check out the Titanic? And I'm going, <laughs> no. But I need to know the business that offers that because that's unbelievable. That's cool. So a quick Google, I find that it's a guy called Steve Sims from Bluefish in um, in Los Angeles. He's got a this high-end concierge business and, of course, he would love to be interviewed. Um, oh. And so, you know, that's how that happens. So curiosity on my behalf is when the best guests pop up.
0: Yes, that genuine organic inspiration.
2: Yeah, yep, I, I love correct. it I love it I love it and
1: that's and that's the kind of content that you can't predetermine you can't pre-plan it's just yep. what intrigues and what gets people thinking Tim I've got to ask you around podcasting because I think if if we and I don't want to age you here is to say that you're the the grandfather of podcasting because you 53. You have, 53, well look you know what, Mate, you're, you're, a, you're a young whippersnapper, but you saw yes. podcasting very early, you yes. saw it as an opportunity and mm. I remember talking to you the very first time how you set it up, you, you mentioned that it was either at the Triple M studio or one of the studio networks that you yep. did it at the highest level, you didn't just put a tape recorder in front of yourself, you, you really went all out, what were those first days like?
2: It was um, it was such a was sort of a coincidence, Nick, in the way I fell into podcasting. So I've I, ha- I have this passion for small business. I'm a marketing guy. Uh, however, I left corporate many years ago. I was working at Clemen's for about ten years. Yep. Um, I then did some time as a marketing manager at Flight Centre. Was sick of corporate. Um, went and did some work at a charity called Reach in Melbourne that helps young people at risk. And one of the young kids that came through that program. Was a guy by the name of Sam Kavanagh. And he won't mind me t- telling this story. He's very aware of it and he's probably heard it a million times. But um, <laughs> Sam came through that program, um, came out the other side, and subsequently got a job at uh, Southern Cross, uh, at Austereo, um working with Hamish and Andy, just as a, as a, you know, as a, as a schlepper, as a, as a you oh. know, a, a, a rouseabout. And. This was years ago. This is obviously 13 years ago. And um, Sam, by the way, is now like one of the senior people at Southern Cross On Stereo and gone along well. well. However, I said to Sam one day when I saw him, I said, Sammy, I have just found this thing called podcasting. And I cannot believe it. I can download audio around topics that I'm interested in that I can listen to at any time. And, Sammy, as a marketing guy, the implications of this is that it means that any business owner can have their own show. And I thought this is incredible. And I still get excited about the fact that any business owner can have their own show. And Sam said to me, he said, you um, know, you've been very good to me over the years. And I used to give him some very informal mentoring. I mean, I was hardly that good to him, you know, and if you listen to <laughs> any advice I gave him, and mean, God help him. But um, he said, anytime you want to use Hamish and Andy's studio after six o'clock of an evening, you're welcome to. Oh, and and cool. Sam, and Sam would push the button. So, <gasps> completely, and so I'm, I ring this, a mate of mine, Luke, and I go, Luke, Luke, we've got this opportunity, I've got this opportunity to use, you know, a high-end recording studio, Wow!
0: Um,
2: I want to do a podcast, can't do it by myself, I'm too scared, would you be my co-host? He said yes, he stayed with me for the first 80 episodes, and um, and the rest is history, that's how the Small Business Big Marketing Show came about.
0: Fantastic, well yeah, I'm going to boot you off shortly, Nick Hayes.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. Hey. Oh, get rid of him we're, Lana. we're not at episode eighty yet. Yeah, yeah.
0: Lana. When we get to eighty, hey, yeah. is, is that the benchmark? <laughs> you've got, you've got notice, oh. Tim. I wanted to ask. So, it's one thing to get <laughs> into the medium of podcasting early, which you obviously did and had the foresight and courage to jump in. Early, But making a podcast stand out when, as you say, anyone can have a podcast, that yep. is a totally different kettle of fish, fish. and obviously your marketing brain has, has come into play. How have you done that? What are some of the really key tips you can pass on to our listeners Ooh, about mind. how to make their podcast stand I've got, out?
2: I've got my notepad and pen ready. <laughs> oh, geez. We've gone, Lana, from being a fun interview now to this is a workshop. Yeah, let's get to uh, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there is a – okay, um, how do you make a podcast stand out? Yes. First of all, yeah, and there is I mean, so many. I mean, you just have to look on, on iTunes um, and or it Stitcher and just see how many podcasts start and don't finish. It would appear that the number six is a magical number where so many drop off after creating six episodes, and you just need to look at the dates of when they last posted an episode. Mm, and It's yes. often years, right? So – and it's because, um, A – that's a very short time in podcasting and podcasting has a long tail. Very good at creating uh-huh. awareness. I would argue very poor at direct response. So if you're creating a podcast hoping to get direct response to get a sale the day you put out an episode, well, good luck. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, unless you're a Joe Rogan or a Tim Ferriss and you've just got, you know, the numbers behind you. Yep. Um, so. The first one is you've got to stick at it and you've got to set an expectation and really honor it. The other part is you've just got to lay, this is the boring part, but it's the really important part. You have to lay a foundation upon which you can build an awesome piece of media. And that foundation is done by getting clear on your editorial mission. Yeah. And this is, as I said, this is boring. I write about it in my book, The Boomerang Effect. So we I can go into detail, people can go into detail. If they read that, however, Tim, can I just get that
1: book name again? What's the name of the book?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored it's the boomerang. It's called the boomerang effect, and it's available over at Small Business Big Marketing doc. Excellent, love and, it. And what it is is a simple three question process, which is: What have you got to offer? To who, and what outcome can they expect? And these, and, and so let me give you an example of the Small Business Big Marketing brand's editorial mission. What I have to offer. Is marketing tips and tricks mm. for who? Small service-based business owners, because they're the people I love dealing with the most. What outcome can I expect to generate more warm inquiry? Oh, so great that, that that visually, I'm quite a visual person, Lana. So that creates a fence around which I then put all my content. So. Whenever you hear me speak from stage, if you read my book, if you listen to my podcast, if you read my blog, it's always about marketing tips and tricks for small service-based business owners to generate more inquiry. You won't hear me talk about HR. You won't hear me talk about real estate, cash flow, taxation. I'm very, very clear on what my editorial mission is. And that's really important because, again, it's about setting an expectation with your audience so that they know what to expect when they come to my podcast, right? Um, and so there's that. And then I, there's a number of, there's a lot, it's a big question, Lana, but I'll give you one <laughs> more response as to yes. what makes a great podcast. And I think, like anything, it's putting personality into the show. Because again, like, I just go back to the fact that, you know, I, I know of other marketing podcasts that are quite boring, but gee, the information's awesome. Yeah. But they just deliver it in a really dry way and they're not being themselves. <laughs> and – um, so, you know, it's just about honoring and, and, you know, at the end of the day, we are, whoever's listening to this has given up their time Correct. to listen to this this episode. They could be mowing the lawn. They could be spending time with their kids. They could be doing some work. They have given us their time. For that, I am internally grateful. And for that, I'm going to give you as much value as I can. And I just think you've just got to keep coming back to that. I'll give you one more and it's curiosity. And I just think if you are going to have an interview-based Uh, Podcast, then you just have to be so curious. I heard a wonderful interview with the late Larry King. Um, who did it? Um, Mark Moran on WTF, uh, his podcast, and, um, Larry King just said curiosity is everything and I I, I completely buy into that.
0: Yes. Boom. Drop it. Drop, drop my. Jeepers.
1: You have just put <laughs> five or six gold nuggets there in front of everyone right <laughs> now. You know, we could finish this up now. We've done. Sure. But no, we won't. because i love love oh, okay. but I love your entertainment and the personality side of what yep. we're doing here. Um, and also too, the other big thing I do love is your disciplines. You're acting and and behave like a traditional broadcaster. The disciplines that you've got in place, the the, the respect for your audience, and the, and what you're delivering, just shines. And I think that's the that's the probably the mindset that if anyone out there has been thinking about doing a podcast or wanting to put their podcast together that's going to break barriers, that's what you need to do. You need to be disciplined, Lana. You need to put the effort
2: in.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah Lana. Yeah, Lana
0: Come on I'm glad you picked up on that, Timbo It was (laughs) quite aggressive, wasn't it?
2: Was well, a little bit, a little well, bit, of a, a velvet, bit, bit of a velvet, sledgehammer. I no, say, he's
0: know? he's taking the mick because he knows I'm a <laughs> bit of a strategy uh, nerd too. So uh, fortunately, give us a
1: statistic now, Lana. This is time for you to throw a statistic out. But you know oh, what? I can't I'm, wait for that. No, but what I do <laughs> like about what you said about um, the drop off, too, uh, Tim, is the fact that six to seven. Once they get to six to seven, fifty percent of people will drop off doing a podcast. Get yep. to number fourteen or around that fourteen. 12, Mark, another 50% drop off. Yeah. So you've got to be disciplined and you've got to be, and I love that little other message you put out there, Tim. Geez, you're full of messages today. (laughs) You you nailed the idea. The thing is, it's not an instant return. This is something that you've got to be in for the long run. And, Matt, I hate to tell you this, but you've got 539 podcasts in your system. You're not in the 400. You've got 539 in small business.
2: Did I say
1: 400, did I? You did. God, you had – my researcher was just running around going – Look
2: at, what's, happened? what's, what's happened? happened we're looking at the wrong show we're looking at the wrong show we're looking
1: at the wrong it's show 4.39 yeah uh, Tim what what is the future I mean I love the fact that also too you've not only put together an amazing podcast that is small business big marketing is that you've also made a career out of it as well
0: yes mm. commercialising it
1: did you vision that at the beginning was that the, was yeah. that the direction
2: no I mean I honestly I mean at the start, Nick, it was literally opportunistic. Sam gave me the opportunity of using, um, a studio and I'm like, I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going, I'll, I'll say yes, you know, I'll create the problem and then find a solution. So no, I didn't. Um, and I've been very lucky uh, from probably, oh, I'm going to say the third year, well, it might be even the fourth year. So I waited a while it, where I could actually make a living from podcasting and that living, um, Came in terms of revenue streams. I well, I'll go back a step. When I started the podcast, I rang a mate, Dave, and I said, Dave, I'm starting the podcast. I'm going to get sponsors and I'm going to make, I'm going to be one of those, <laughs> those blokes that lies on a hammock and just make heaps of dough by being, you know, an online marketer. And it's like, and he's he very, he's a very considered friend. He goes, Tim, maybe you should build an audience first. I'm going, oh, David, that's excellent. Excellent. Great marketing advice. Thank you. So I did build, Luke and I did build an audience and Over the course of the first few years, every now and then we would see a listener review appear on iTunes. That was exciting. Every now and then someone would send us an email going, I listened to your show or they'd hit us up on social media and that was exciting. And then we started to have meetups and it was like, my God, you know, five, 10, 15 people were rolling up to a pub in Melbourne because they'd heard us on a podcast. I mean, that was incredible. And so things started to happen. Then, uh, Luke finished up in fact Luke didn't really we, we did a little bit of affiliate marketing in those early days where we would have a guest on they would promote their product and we would make a commission upon a sale ah. but but that was just again it wasn't that planned where where it started to kick off for me in terms of commercializing my podcast Nick was about six years ago so sort of halfway like in, you know in, in a 12-year journey I got a phone call. I was picking up my kids from school. I was at the bus stop. It was mayhem. Cars going everywhere, kids crossing the road. Phone, phone goes, don't recognize the number. For some reason picked it up and there was this lady and she said, you don't know me, but I know you and my client wants to know you. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay, um, stop. I'm just picking my kids up. I'll call you back in half an hour. I call her back and it turns out that she is from a business that is a speakers bureau, of which I didn't know they existed six years ago. This is how dumb I was. Um, And she had a client in a large insurance company. The marketing director listened to my podcast and he liked what I was about. And he wanted to fly me up to Sydney to have a chat about potentially speaking, being a keynote speaker, which I didn't know what that was, at a roadshow. And I didn't know what a roadshow was. And anyway, long story short, I met with this fellow and his team. They booked me for an eight-city road show, which now I know is, as a speaker is a very lucrative thing to get. And I did well on it. And they were really happy with it. Great feedback back to the Speakers Bureau. Speakers Bureau rings me and goes, we don't know what you're about, but you've done a great job because we <laughs> sign you as a speaker. And I'm like, I don't even know what you mean. I don't know what the implications of that are. So I do a bit of investigating. Long story short, they signed me as a speaker. So direct line from podcasting to becoming a keynote speaker and subsequently an MC, of which I've been lucky enough to MC the Telstra Business Awards and a whole lot of other oh, events. Awesome. Again, all all the results. Where I find this amazing is that this is just the result of creating, I guess, good content. So then, you know, other revenue streams come along like um, I wrote a book, I got gigs on um, the Macquarie Network. I had I did a I did a half hour segment with Steve Price once a week for a couple of years.
0: Yes. Um,
2: I obviously get asked to coach people in marketing or podcasting. So I've just been able to monetize. Oh, and of course, advertising. Like that was actually that was my first dollar, which was to get to get advertisers on board, um, which I still do. So it's just been one of those things that lots of opportunities have come my way and that's the premise by the way of my book the boomerang effect which is the more helpful you you are in your marketing the more it will return multiples and you don't know what those multiples are going to be you might they might be sales they might be inquiry but for me it's been a speaking career and a you know a, all sorts of other things so it's
1: been fantastic. Uh, outstanding, outstanding career too. And, and can I just ask, that uh, Speaker's Bureau person that rang off, that wasn't Vicky Markoff, was it, from ICMI? <laughs> uh,
2: it wasn't Vicky. i tell you what, if I it was, was you did
1: a beautiful impression of her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you nailed it. it. It wasn't Vicky, but it was ICMI. Oh, there you
1: go. So they, oh, know, good talent. they know good talent down at ICMI. They've, there you go. They certainly do. Um... On the speaking side too, but before we dive deeper into sort of other media elements, there, uh, Tim, is the speaking mm-hmm. side of it? Is it something that you love? Is it something that you you thought you were also going to go away and do? Or again, did this just present itself? You said it right, just oh, you, you just got yeah, the call yeah. up. You wanted to do, or well, they they called you, they found you. Yeah. Did it? Yeah,
2: t- yeah. Well, it wasn't something I planned. Nick. Um, it. It, it was something – do I love doing it? I did until COVID. It sort of disappeared. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, I, I I, just love sharing my knowledge with small business owners so that they can be a little bit better. I always take the view that I, I know a little bit more than them. So I, I'm, I like the idea of being able to, you know, fill them with information around their marketing, which I know is a frustration, and, and making them feel a bit better about it. And, in fact, making them – Feel feel excited about it. Um, I, I love speaking. I don't. In terms of um, a specific question around speaking, I don't love everything around it. But once I get on stage, and there's a wonderful um, quote by Barry Humphreys where he talks about being on stage, and he says, "alone at last," <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel. It's just an opportunity to then share your knowledge, the travel, the client briefings. The yeah. fraternizing, with you know, all that stuff other, it, around, it can be a bit exhausting. But boy, oh boy, that's a first world problem if ever I raised one.
1: Especially, <laughs> especially when you've got media executives that come up to you at the PSA convention and say, g'day, Timbo, let's have a beer. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> but, you know, that's, isn't that an awesome thing about podcasting or any actually creating any helpful content marketing, which is you – and, and I do, I get phone calls from people or emails like, hey, Timbo, you don't mind if I call you Timbo or, um, you know, hey, Timbo, I, I feel as I, I coached a guy yesterday in some marketing who booked me through my website and he, he goes, this is surreal. And, you know, like, hey, look, I'm just a marketing guy. I'm no one special. But the ability to create that persona in a world of how many marketing people out there
1: Yeah,
2: a lot. I mean, this is, it's, and, and I, it's not just about marketing papers, but as business owners, again, you can position yourself as an opinion lead, leader through a podcast. Absolutely. And whether you are or not, it's sort of like, it's sort of irrelevant. I mean, you'd want to hope that the information you share is good, but we live in an incredible world where the marketing landscape has changed a lot and it's in, it's changed in favor of the small business owner because we can, we can create a radio show in the form of a podcast. We can create a TV show in the form of a YouTube channel. We can self-publish books. I mean, 10, 15 years ago, that was going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars or it wasn't possible. Yep. Now you can do it on your buddy iPhone.
1: You can. You can also do it pretty poorly.
0: <laughs> exactly. But, yeah.
1: And, there, and there's, yeah. there's a little tip and hint to everyone. If you're going to do it, do it at the highest possible standard yep. you can possibly do. Hey Tim, I want to ask yeah. you a question out of the 539 the small is <laughs> oh, yeah, big go. marketing. <laughs> which, which is your
0: favorite?
2: Which is your yeah. favorite? Tim? Oh, is Jim, it was, that, was
0: that, that predictable. Is it Jimmy Barnes's <laughs> keyboard player oh, Timbo Reed? I, 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 I reckon I'm, that's got to be up there. I'm putting
1: up Seth Goden. I thought Seth would have to be <laughs> oh, that wow. would have been the dream, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, it will look, Okay. But I don't. it's a really tough question and I must, I get asked. Who's your favorite I bet you do. Who's your favourite kid? Favourite what kid? Yeah, who's your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> they won't be listening so I could actually tell you. you know.
0: um,
2: um, so here's the thing. It's interesting, Lana, you mentioned um, Lockie Doley, Jimmy Barnes' keyboard player. That's a great story. You know, again, you know, the wonderful things that happen when you put your head above the trench in the form of putting out a podcast. Um, yeah. I think having a music bed as a part of your production of your podcast, it's not mission critical, but I think it's a really nice point of difference and it adds a lovely production quality to your show. A music bed being your pre-recorded intro, your outro, and then little musical stings or sound effects um, underneath the show to indicate we've finished an interview, we're going to another segment, or whatever it may be. Um, I got an email from this fellow about seven years ago, and he said, I listened to your show in the two of us. I absolutely love it, Um, and I've gone ahead and written you um, an intro, a musical intro. Um, He's written it, produced it, sung in it, all that. And I listened to it, and I've gone, my God, this is really, really good. Really? And I I use it to this day in my show. And I rang this fellow to thank him, and his name was Lockie Dolly, and I said, Lockie? mate, thank you so much for going to the trouble of creating an entire music bed for my podcast. Wow. Um, what can I do for you? Can I get you some jingle work? And he goes, mate, no worries, Timbo, I'm Jimmy Barnes' keyboard player. <laughs> oh, that's and I'm so like, cool. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> my God, man, I'm, you know, I'm blown away. Uh, uh, you've, and made, and, you've made and, it. And haven't I, you have <laughs> made it, that's right. And I got lucky on my show because he's actually um, not only um, I wanted to return the favour, but he actually – Whilst you think someone like in his position would make a lot of money, he doesn't. But he's gone and created like he, – he's Australia's leading – the world's leading expert on the Hammond organ. So he's got a, a whole online course on the Hammond organ. Oh, he's, wow. he's a really smart, creative person who's using marketing and online marketing to grow his personal brand. So he was he was good. Seth Godin was someone I wanted to get on the on the show for years. Um, he doesn't do everyone. He doesn't
1: do everyone.
0: No,
2: he doesn't do everyone. And he said no to me in the early days. And then, um, subsequently, you know, I guess I proved myself when he said yes. Um, he's good. He has a lot to share. Um, he's emotionally not with you as a guest, which I find difficult. You know, he's just there to promote himself and, um, and he's very good at that. You know, he's a marketer. So um, yeah, he didn't meet uh, our editorial
1: standards, though, uh, Timbo. <laughs> so we, we knocked him yeah. back. He, he keeps, in fact, he's on the phone now. He's calling me now.
2: No, Seth, <laughs> calm uh, down. Uh, but you know, like, I'm I, just so lucky in the people that I get to speak to. Just this week, I put out an episode with Jeff Bezos's shadow. So here's a guy who worked with the richest man in the world. He was his right hand man.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and so I got to explore what it was like working with Jeff. What it's like working at Amazon, and this fellow Colin Bry had just written a book called "Working Backwards," which was the Amazon process of starting with a customer and working backwards to create a product or, or get an idea to market. So, you know, and, and just and the list goes on. You know, sometimes a guest who's just like a no one in terms of like you wouldn't know who it was, just provide the most brilliant insights into business and marketing. Yeah, and then you have and then you have a someone. And I won't mention names. So, uh, yeah,
0: you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> I can mention him. But you know what? You know, you're, you're spot yeah. on. Sometimes the perception of, of people and, and what they, you know, might be able to bring. But also, too, it's the ability of the host to draw that out of them as well. And, and you yeah. never know where you're going to get it. And I think that's what's the most fun about a podcast. Yeah. And the most fun about what we do. Uh, Timbo, the time's got away from us. Um, mm. Mate, I would love one piece of advice that you could give out to someone who, who is an expert or as a space, you know, looking to engage media because we see podcasting not as new media anymore. We see podcasting as just the traditional media, as as, as, as important as traditional media. But what's mm-hmm. the piece of advice you'd give to someone who's who's looking to break through into media?
2: Into media generally, or into podcasting? Well,
1: we'll use your speciality in podcasting. Mm.
2: Yeah, you know, Nick, put yourself out there. Have the car- realize that it's not about you. It's about be, being in service to whoever your audience is, and do the best job at that. Understand intimately, understand your audience. It's like any marketing, it's like if, you know, no matter whether you're creating a piece of advertising or you're creating an episode of a podcast, it to know your audience. Not at a demographic level. I don't care how much they earn, where they live, what qualifications they've got. I care about what keeps them up at night, what success looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, what do they fear? And, you know, in knowing them at a more so psychological level, I can then create content that hits, hits them between the eyes. And I don't think enough business owners, podcasters think about who it is we're creating content for. So I would do that. And I would also just say in terms of breaking into the media and in, your, in this case podcasting, um, there is a limiting belief. There's a lot of limiting beliefs. But one of them is that it's too late. Podcasting, you know, it's it's peaking, buddy. Not peaking. It's still in day one. Um, and you know, oh, there's however eight hundred and fifty thousand podcasts on the Apple iTunes store. Big deal, big deal. You create it's it's simply a creative challenge to be better than all the other podcasts (laughs) in your genre. So it's about like having the courage to start and really commit to it, and you know, over time you will be rewarded. Top advice, Lano.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Nico.
1: Nico. Mm. Oh, I tell you what, Timbo, that is absolute <laughs> content gold. And uh, yeah. look, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't want to finish this. I don't I want know, to finish this podcast. Me too. Oh, I think we, we could go again and again, but we can't. We've got to go to the news. Okay. Now, listen, uh, if people
2: want to get in contact with Timbo Reed,
1: small business, yep. small business, big marketing, uh, how do they do it? Oh.
2: Well, they can go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com where they'll find uh my podcast. They can subscribe to it on any podcast app. I'm part of Podcast One Network, which actually yesterday became a listener. Oh. Uh, and um if they want to book me to speak because I'd love to get back on a stage somewhere, it's Tim R E I D <laughs> dot com dot AU. But thank you guys so much. Well, what I've you heard you, I've and heard so you
1: speak, Tim, and I, I can tell yeah. everyone that he is one of the most engaging speakers and knows his stuff. Wow! So big uh, oh, praise, a good guy. Nick. Yeah, Hayes. No, it's very, very good. And, um, and, and when we
2: can, you fl- know, one of the things when we can fly- Nico, fly- the, You know, we got to go, don't we? But one of the things that has eluded me, and I have had, I've done radio as a result of podcasting, but I would love a talkback radio show. Yeah, I would love it. That is my. That's my dream.
0: Well, oh, let's wow. make that happen. I feel like you should talk to Nick Hayes yeah, about I th- this. <laughs> I, th- I think we should make that
1: happen. I mean, you know, podcasting's <laughs> one space, but let's <laughs> own a show. Let's own the whole bloody kit
2: let's and do it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so, anyway, the news director's just there. come I'll, in, Timbo.
1: I will He's, he's pushing me oh, out oh, okay. he's pushing me out of the studio okay. here now, mate. <laughs> hey, um, wonder, wonderful to have you on. And, uh, no, w- it, sincerely, one of the best uh, podcasts running around. And if you haven't been listening to it, listen to it. Um, it is brilliant. A lot of our experts, Lana, uh, Lano, uh, are our on, f- on yes, Tim's thing. In there's fact, Rachel, Rachel Ferguson that you had from Sink's Body oh, yes. not long ago. Um, you got to mention in her podcast that she had with us. Uh, our podiatrist <laughs> expert. So uh, it's it's a brilliant one to listen to. Mate, thanks for joining us and thank you, Lano. Thanks, Can I just thanks, say... Lano. Thank
0: Lano. you, Timbo. Thank you, Nico.
1: And if you are <laughs> ready to hear another expert or another media person, join us next week on the Experts Podcast. Jump on to mediastable.com.au. We've got all of them lined up there and uh, I dare say this one's going to go ballistic, Lano. It certainly
0: is. Thanks, Nico.
1: See you next Tuesday. <laughs>
0: You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.